Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 68. How hot are you right now? I'm heating up. (laughs) (laughs) We have to turn the fan and, well, I guess we're not turning the AC off because that's just unfathomable right now. Yeah, I think there were past past episodes where maybe we went that far, but that seems foolish. But it is 8-11 and it is 95 degrees outside and it's just been hot. We were at a restaurant this evening where the AC was not turned up at all. In our area, it feels like half of my food bill should be going to make sure they turn that AC as low as humanly possible. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, my assumption is I am paying for that. And so then when it's not on, I'm like, well, why is this food price like it is then? And so we're just, you know, trying to have a conversation and sweating and chasing all of our... I was sticking to the chair. It was Literally like, dripping. I'm trying to surreptitiously <laughs> kind of brush the side of my face because it's just like sweat pulled there. And I know it's just going to become a rivulet down my cheek. Maybe look like I'm crying or something, which I'm, on the inside I am. <laughs> so we're longing for cooler days. We are. They will come. They will. They will come. But this episode isn't about the heat. It is not. I do want to just note here at the top, it's been a long time since we've had a mailbag. Yeah, so if anyone has anything interesting to share or to comment on, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. At timsteak at gmail.com. You might not miss us, but we miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tonight, we're going to talk about, this is my pitch anyway, parental pride. And I was curious about, you know, we talked about the physical toll in a recent episode this isn't the emotional toll, but I'm very fascinated by the experience, the emotional experience of pride as a parent. I feel like when you're not a parent, it's one of the things that from the outside is one of the stranger elements. Like you look at parents and they're like, oh my goodness, I'm so proud that you connected these two dots. And you think that is not impressive. You Why have are they proud? to watch this video of my kid do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, hmm. There's more interesting things on TV. (laughs) (laughs) But then you become a parent and you start just naturally experiencing some of this. And I have all kinds of questions about this experience. What is healthy? What is good? What is bad? Because one of the weird parts of it is that I think there's kind of two kinds. That's the wrong way to put it. Maybe there's two directions that your pride can go. One is sort of pride in your child. And then there's another that's sort of pride in yourself based on what your child is doing. But those two can be very hard to pry apart. Uh, I can give some examples, but let me pause and get kind of some of your initial, like, does that make sense? It's kind of two two directions or two different kinds of pride when it comes to being a parent. Yeah, I hear that. And when you said, like, yeah, it's tricky. I think you just learn that that pride can be so fleeting. (laughs) Let's say more about that. Like... I mean, I'll be curious how you, what kind of questions you have, but I think there are reasons to be proud of your kid and proud of a little bit of yourself because of what your kid is doing. And then you just are humbled almost instantaneously (laughs) by like, well, I thought that was like a habit we had formed together and it's not. 
it was just a fluke a bit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just always a humbling experience. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you use the word humbling when we're talking about pride. One of the stories that got me thinking about this was you told me that one time you were at a coffee shop with Oliver and then you came out and you crossed the street and there was this couple in a car, an older couple who stopped and let you go in front of them. And then they come up to you after they've parked their car and said, thank you. Thank you for letting us witness this. It made our day. I was like, what? <laughs> it was very kind. I mean, when people say something to you, I think we as a society underestimate sometimes the value of like encouraging parents. It really it really is like an amazing thing to have someone say like that was such a small thing for them to give. And it really did like, yeah, it stuck with me. And like I was and honestly, like we just all of our night walked across the street yeah so it was nothing nothing or like extraordinary or anything like that but it was just like it was such a nice thing for them to say and it did make me feel proud that my yes. son held my hand and walked across the exactly, street exactly exactly that's what i want to get at <laughs> let it leave aside the encouragement the encouragement's wonderful everyone do that to parents but is the parental <laughs> experience of that moment that i find so interesting and so complicated one of my questions then is what extent is this healthy, normal parental attachment? And to what extent is there sort of the assumption that parents are proud of their children that then gives license to a much unhealthier version of this? And how do you discern the shadow side from like, I'm just healthily attached to my child? I'm curious what you think. Yeah, I mean, as you're talking, I think there is a distinction between like being proud and being like in awe of your kid. Okay. I wonder if that is a bit of the healthier side. Like I think it is totally great and healthy and wonderful to like see your kid do something new or like be able to, I don't know, read a book or sing a song or do a new flip or whatever. And I think there is a healthy sense that you can have of like awe, like, wow, like they used to not be able to do that and now they can do like that. That's amazing. Like that's so cool. So I wonder if that's part of it or a version of having like a healthy, like proud slash awe in them. Yeah. It seems like, okay, think with me about this. Pride, pride is often comparative, Right, like as an experience, like you're typically proud of an accomplishment or something because it has met some bar to which you're comparing. Right. For example, a parent could be proud of a kid getting straight C's if the previous year they were failing classes. Or a parent could be proud of a kid getting straight A's because that is sort of the anticipated bar that they hold up for their kid. Right. In both cases, they are proud of different things in the same realm, but they're still comparing to some expectation or something like that. And what I hear you saying when you're talking about awe and just being like, wow, you're doing this, that is not a comparison. You aren't comparing that to, oh, you are doing this and Billy down the street isn't. Or And it's like when you start implementing that comparison, even in fleeting ways, suddenly I wonder if you're slipping into an unhealthier realm. 
Yeah, it makes me think of, so we took Oliver to swim lessons this summer. And at the end of the two weeks of swim lessons, the teacher gave us an opportunity to, like, drop them off the diving board. <laughs> this is another great example. And the there was one mom and the daughter who went up first. And the daughter walks out to the end of the diving board and is like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this and turns around. So we were next. And so we go out and I kind of asked Oliver, like, you know, you tell me if you want to go, if you want to jump. And then he kind of whispers quietly, go. And then I like dropped him off and he went off the diving board and into the teacher's arms. And maybe one other kid ended up doing it. But he was like one of like a handful of his class who was willing to do it. And so that was a mix of like awe, like, wow, but I can't believe you did that. That was something new that you did. But also like, would I have been as in awe if every kid in the class did it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so bad. Cause like, yeah, I think it's so hard to like, you just, you cannot compare because, because Everything you see, and you know this as a parent, is, like, just a snapshot of what, like, a whole experience of being a parent is like. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, you, no one else can fully understand or see all of the ups and downs of being a parent. Yeah. And so, and every kid has different things, and every family has different things, and so, but in that moment, in that snapshot that you see, it is tempting and unhealthy to compare. But I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to get out of the mindset. And maybe it's just remembering, like, this is a snapshot. Like, it is very easily, like, this could have been yesterday and he could have been losing his mind about something. And Thank he you wanted for keeping it. us a G-rated <laughs> podcast right there. <laughs> and he wanted his snack. Like, that was the first day. Like, I didn't bring snacks. And so we're walking to the car after swim class and he is just going crazy because the snacks were not there. So, like, you know, and... But no one else saw that. And so to everyone else, they're like, oh, that kid, he's so well behaved or so great or whatever. But it's like, yeah, then he's, you know, losing his mind. And so I don't know. And maybe it's just really helpful to remember both like if your kid is having a hard day that like there's more to them than that. And then if your kid is having an awesome day and other kids aren't and you want to like <laughs> feel good about yourself, it's like. Okay, that's not that whole kid ex experience either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could easily just as BS, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Does I go, that, any of that makes sense? No, totally. And I think, yeah, it's helpful to keep in mind. Going back to some of the stuff you were saying earlier, too. I think, you know, because it's always tempting to start to want to take credit somewhere along there like right even thinking about that diving board you're like oh i was willing to go a little bit further out on the diving board than the mom before me like i'm helping set him up for success here in a different kind of way and i think you know when i first pitched this topic you're like eh, i don't know i just listened to this other podcast that was talking about how parents with multiple kids suddenly they just realize like there's a there's a lot more sort of chaos to parenting. Than there's sort no of, formula. There's no formula. I was like, no, no, no. That's not really what. That's not really the angle. We weren't just going to list sort of things that we were proud about, <laughs> Oliver, for. But I do think there is the healthy realization that, in fact, you know, we sort of do our best, and our calling is to sort of love him and create kind of secure attachments at home in all these different ways and set him up as best we can for. I don't want to say success, but like 
living holistically and healthily in the world. But honestly, like, there's just a lot that's out of our hands. Like, you can do the same thing for multiple kids, and one one has this certain set of traits that responds to that kind of household dynamic, and one doesn't. And you're in radically different places with two kids. So I think there is, there's like multiple layers. And of course, you both have to maintain sort of the long-term view and also the short-term view. Like this right. is just a snapshot. And also in the long-term, like I don't know how this is going to work out. Yeah. At the same time, it goes back to, I think I read from Oliver Berkman episodes ago now where he's talking about like our obsession with evaluating our parenting based on how our kids turn out out (laughs) is also hugely flawed which i think relates to this like if you're so preoccupied with sort of goals and achievements and all these things like of course you're always going to be inclined to some degree of pride but if you're willing to make the gargantuan effort to try to be present (laughs) it's a different kind of thing yeah i think it's a reminder that like and we talk about this a lot that's partly why we have this podcast is to think about formation and how like our choices and the way we choose to parent and the way we choose to be in the world, like hopefully affect him in more positive ways than not. But it is also a reminder to like have grace that like at the end of the day, like it is, yeah, it's out of our hands in some sense. And like, we are also humans who are flawed and dealing with our own stuff. Like our sole purpose in life, once we became parents was not then to become a parent. It is now a big part of our life and a huge responsibility and a privilege, but it also means like it's not everything. Like we have other stuff going on that affects parenting. And so we cannot do it perfectly and fully in all the ways. And so it's just a good reminder to have grace and also sometimes be in awe and like, hey, that formation thing, like this is working for us in this moment, in this season. And in three months, that may not be true. And that's where the short term, I think, comes in. You just like, you have to be adaptable, like for the season that you're in. I think to add to awe is also like gratitude. Yeah. So like, I mean, to talk about having grace, to also recognize, I mean, coming from our faith background, like gratitude that, oh, this is working. Like, in other words, there's a way to not be proud in the things that are working, recognizing just the complexity of the interactivity of our personalities and our home dynamics with Oliver. And it just feels like you can't script it. You can't guarantee it. Like you said, there's no formula. So then when it works, like part of me is like, then you just get to be satisfied. But I think actually the truth is when it works, you get to be grateful. Yeah. And just say, thank you. <laughs> thank you that this works. <laughs> yeah. This works for us right now. <laughs> Which is a different, gratitude is a very different posture than pride, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think all in gratitude are maybe helpful. Mm. helpful antidotes i like that well this was a messy convoluted topic which you came along the journey with us (laughs) but i think yeah i think we found some helpful some helpful pieces well and i think i mean this episode for me is like yeah this stuff is as much about our formation as it is about all of us definitely well thanks thanks for going down the the pride rabbit hole with me rach it was interesting to talk about i think we actually have some conclusions. Yeah. Which are different than what I've written down. So I like that. <laughs> Do you have any other stuff? I have two things that kind of go together. Ooh. One is I'm going to recommend a show that I really enjoyed that I watched by myself. 
sometimes most of the shows Matt and I watch are together. This one I watch by myself. And now I'm saying that he needs to watch it because I think he'd like it. Which I also said from the beginning I would, but you know. But it's called Timeless and it's about this time traveling trio who has to go back and stop these people from trying to rewrite history. So these key moments in history. And it's just super good. It's a fun drama. Like, yeah, I would say it's a drama. It's on Hulu, I believe. And then my second thing is that I just recently read a book that someone I trust and have utilized many recommendations from in the past. And I read the book. She loved it. And I did not like it at all. Do you want to tell us what it's called? No, it's not even <laughs> worth mentioning. I really oh, wow. just did not enjoy it. So this is my caveat is that sometimes you got to have grace for me as a recommender on this podcast that you may not love everything and it's okay. It's fine. We don't all hit everything out of the park, but yeah. I really enjoy Timeless and maybe someone else out there might as well. Nice. That's good. Do you have other stuff? Yeah, maybe I should have gone first because mine's quite a bit of a downer in some ways, but it's also beautiful. I texted Rachel this week. Don't mind me just almost crying alone in my office after reading an article written by a dad with cancer and then looking up his Caring Bridge page, which I'm just going to recommend the article to you. It's poignant and beautiful. It's called Does My Son Know You? It was put published on The Ringer earlier this year in March. It's by Jonathan Tark's. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, but there's a J in there that I'm assuming might be silent, who's been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And he, he says, you know, the doctors actually don't know how long he has to live, but he has a young son, like a two-year-old son, and his dad died when he was younger. And so one of his hopes was always that he would be able to sort of live a long life with his child. Oh. And so it's just heartbreaking all throughout, but he's a Christian and he is processing some of his faith in, I think, honest and raw ways. But one of the things that I loved was just, you know, talking about maybe another antidote to pride is recognizing that it takes a village to raise your kids. And there's so many people who have input and shape who your child is. And this is from the end of the article, but it's worth reading the whole thing. I just wanted to share this part. He says, I've already told some of my friends, when I see you in heaven, there's only one thing I'm going to ask. Were you good to my son and my wife? Were you there for them? Does my son know you? I don't want Jackson to have the same childhood that I did. I want him to wonder why his dad's friends always come over and shoot hoops with him. Why they always invite him to their houses. Why there are so many of them at his games. I hope that he gets sick of them. That's really beautiful. Yeah, powerful. It's Does My Son Know You is the name of the article. We'll link it in the show notes. But oh, very powerful. Maybe extra powerful as a, as a father to a son. But mm. it's worth the read. All right. (laughs) Or we're going to take a moment. We're going to take a moment. On that note. (laughs) Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your tip steak.